Mark doesn't tell us, but I'm pretty sure that Simon's mother-in-law had been ill at least for a little while. That Simon had received his call from God. That Simon and Jesus and the other disciples had even gone to church that day to synagogue. And that the mother-in-law was still ill. I kind of even wonder if it was Simon who said, Hey, Jesus, I know where we should go next. Let's go to my house. I got something for you to do there. And in that thought, I think it's something very important for us if we are talking about and considering this idea of God's healing for us. The idea is this. Just because you're here, just because you pray with your eyes closed, just because you pray with all of your faith and with all of your hope, with everything you have, just because you are here, does not mean that everything out there changes. Simon had received his call to follow God, had even gone to synagogue, and yet his mother-in-law still lay ill, perhaps. And you and I, we may come in here today, when we leave the doors, we will still have the problems that we had when we came in. We'll still have issues. We'll still have family issues and things to deal with. We'll still have bills to pay. We'll still have hurt. We'll still have anxiety. We'll still have all those things. Just because we come here doesn't mean things change out there. But because we come here, God changes us so that we can be ready to be faithful for what happens out there. That's one thing. The second thing, Jesus and his disciples show up to this home and Mark says they told him about her. Now, I don't think that Simon would have left his mother-in-law behind sick. Now, I know there's a joke there somewhere, but I don't think he would have done that. So that as he got there with Jesus and the other disciples, the they that Mark is talking about is probably him and his brother, but probably all his family who are still at the house as well. They tell him about her. Jesus goes to her, grabs her by the hand, and heals her. Mark had also told us from our passage last week that after that bout in the synagogue, Jesus' fame spread very quickly so that Either the people found out he was coming or found out what he did when he got there. Either way, people started showing up. And this house is filled. Now think about that. Some of us, our house is going to be filled tonight, right? And we're all going to be sitting around what's going on on the TV screen. But how awesome would it be if we could fill our house with people experiencing the power of God. Now, our friend Mark might be a little exaggerative. Maybe so, maybe no. But he tells us that all the people of the city go to the house. Did you hear that? But then he says something else. Many of them, Jesus healed. And many demons Jesus cast out. All the people were there, 
but only many of them were healed. Y'all with me? So what does that tell you? All of us have brokenness. All of us need healing. We recognize that. But apparently that day when people found out that Jesus was there, maybe they went knocking on the neighbor's door or they went to go pick up their daughter or their son or their mother-in-law too, went to get their family and their friends. Maybe there was nothing in particular wrong with them, but they knew because they had been praying together. They had been thinking and fighting through illness and all these things together. And now it was time to meet Jesus together. So they brought their family and their friends to go meet Jesus here at this house. All of them were there, but only many of them were healed. The rest of them were there because they brought somebody else. And if we're going to talk about our healing. One, I think we recognize that just because we're here doesn't change what happens out there. But when we are here, there is healing here in God's community. All those people are there because of what they know God can do. All of them didn't need to be healed on that particular day. So God healed who God needed to heal that day. And you and I need to realize there is God's healing in God's community. Even Jesus, Jesus himself, Jesus, hallelujah, he is risen. That guy who's doing all these amazing things with authority and teaching and all this, even he sneaks out the next morning to go be in community with God. Praying to God, presumably for strength, for wisdom, for encouragement, for power, for authority. And yet we have the audacity to think, I can do things fine on my own. Thank you very much. I don't need your help. I'm pretty independent. I'm doing well on my own. And I think part of what God teaches us about healing is that I need you and you need me. God's healing is in God's community when we pray together. When we accept the forgiveness that God gives us, when we forgive each other. I'm in the habit, when I usually when I watch the Super Bowl, I turn it down because things are pretty loud. That just means there's a lot of people there. But even when I watch other games, I usually put it on mute. And it's not because the commentators don't have anything nice to say. Sometimes they do. But most of the times, I think they get in the way. I just want to watch what's going on. And friends, I think preachers could learn a thing or two about that. See, with the two things that I told you this morning, I'm going to step away. Because God, I don't know if you realize this, the power and significance that is in our celebration of Holy Communion is great. God does great things. This is not just a memorial. We aren't just remembering. God is acting. God is working and bringing healing to us as we eat the bread and take from the cup. So this commentator is going to be quiet. And I want you to be open, be mindful of the ways God will work when we pray together, when we ask God for forgiveness together,
when we share in Christian fellowship together, and then when we share Holy Communion together. So as God's people, if you'll take your your hymnal, please, and turn to page 8. And join with me in our confession and pardon. As God's people then, let us pray. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the need. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord.